You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is called Being Prepared or Getting Ready. And this is for anybody that's about to go on a big journey, to start a business, to change careers, to go on a weight loss journey, to do something major in life that you've never done before. I know that you're thinking you need to be prepared and ready to do that, to take the first step. And it's great to be prepared because it can help you to feel confident. But on the flip side, trying to be too prepared means that you may never feel ready to take the first step. And as someone who knows this from lived experience and for working with a lot of clients in this area, I want to invite you to think about what being prepared creates for you and how to do it in a way that doesn't sabotage your success, but simply allows you to get started. So let's talk about what getting prepared actually means. A lot of people say to me that they need to be fully prepared before they launch their business or be totally ready before they take action in some area of their life. But what does that actually mean? It's like the ubiquitous statement, I need to get organised, that people say. But when I question my clients on this, they're often not very clear on what they actually mean when they say they want to get prepared. They're often not really sure about what getting organised means or when enough is enough. And so without that clarity, they haven't even defined the starting point. So I invite you to think about that right now and to get some clarity around the specific things that you must have squared away such that you are prepared enough to take action on whatever journey it is that you're going on. I can give you a few ideas to get started in business. Getting prepared means that you have done enough market research to define a viable niche. And logistically, you have a business number set up, a separate bank account, maybe a LinkedIn profile, you don't even need a website, and to have clarity on the service that you will sell and the benefits of that service and who it's for. You need to know what you will charge and how you will collect money. You need some documentation to run that service, contracts and other sorts of documents, for example. You will need a marketing plan to start reaching customers and building your networks. And if you have all of those things, then you're probably prepared. And even though that's a business example, the same thing applies for any other area of life. For example, let's say that you've been studying something and you need to know when you're prepared enough and ready to sit the exam. So in this case, you might have read the textbook a couple of times, you might have answered all of the study questions, you might have done some practical practice sessions, and you've reached a point where you have the sense that you know the answers when you hear or read certain questions being asked. In a weight loss journey where you have 10, 15 or 20 kilos to lose, maybe you've gotten a meal plan that you want to follow, you've determined the type of exercise that you're going to do, you have a date that you're going to start, you have the support of a trainer or a nutritionist or a coach to help you on the journey to stick with it. So on paper for these examples, it looks like you're organised and prepared, right? The question is, when will you be ready? <laughs> Logistically, you've ticked all of the boxes, but do you actually feel ready to take action? 
So what we're talking about here is confidence, motivation, energy and impetus, the stick-with-itness that you need to succeed, to persist. So what I'm saying is being prepared is one thing, but feeling ready is another. You might have ticked all of the logistical boxes, but if you're not feeling very confident or sure about your next steps, if you're fearful or not sure that you'll be successful, then there's some mindset work that you might need to do and perhaps some limiting beliefs that you need to overcome before you can actually start taking action. I see this in a lot of students studying health and wellness coaching. They finish their training and then they don't feel ready to start a business because they don't know enough or they lack confidence. But I also see this in people who've made any sort of change in their lives. For example, I've seen people take up and lose weight on an 8 or 12 week program but then not feel ready to commit to lasting behaviour changes and then wanting to go back to their old ways. I've seen people finish a three-year or four-year course of study or even a two-year course of study and get everything set up and ready to start a business and then they back away from it because they lack the confidence in themselves or their knowledge or skills to start the ball rolling. I've seen people nearly finish a degree and give up one unit shy of completing because they didn't think that they could make a good go of it, that they'd be good enough. And so I want to say to you that any sort of change into a new direction requires you to change your identity. And this isn't an overnight thing. The first critical step to changing your identity is to develop the belief that you can become a different sort of person and to develop the belief that you can succeed. So obviously this is a pretty hard step, but also a very important one. Your belief in your ability to become successful is required to find the motivation to get started and to persist, even when things are hard. And if you can't see yourself succeeding, you need to find a way to draw on past successes or to work through that so that you can believe in something that you haven't had proof of before. You need to be able to draw deep on your strengths and get support and create the environment of success so that you can persist and succeed no matter what. Now, I want to give you a couple of examples of this. If you're a long-time listener of my podcast, you might recall me telling the story of my motorbike trip across Australia. And relevant to this episode, a key point in that story is what happened before the trip. I had three months to prepare for the trip. And during that time, I got my motorbike license. I was doing some practice rides in the bush and I was starting to tell people around me that the trip was coming up. And the key point is that everybody I told about that coming trip either laughed at me or told me that I was an idiot. Nobody was backing me to do it. My boyfriend at the time thought I could do it. My two sisters were neutral and said, please be careful. But everybody else tried to talk me out of it and told me that I physically couldn't do it. My boyfriend at the time's mother said, there's no way I should be doing that trip. I'll kill myself. Luckily, I had enough self-belief 
that I could learn to ride a motorbike and I could get through difficult terrain that I hadn't experienced and get to the other side of Australia and return unscathed. I had enough self-belief that that could happen. But you could see how easy it could have been in that situation to let myself be talked out of the trip. Let's face it, I was terrified. I'd never ridden a bike before in my life and I'd only just got my license. I'd definitely never ridden much off-road and I was going to be facing deep sand, rocks, bulldust and slippery mud on unpaved, unsealed roads. I knew what was ahead and I had no idea of how I would cope with it. And even though I was vulnerable to the opinion of all of those naysayers around me, I was still able to imagine myself persisting through the difficult times, relying on the support of my boyfriend at the time and my own mental strength and skills. And I put myself through a physical strength program that I developed to help me to be strong enough physically to get to the other side. I'd qualified as a personal trainer during my degree And I put myself on a program to gain two kilos of muscle in the 12 weeks before we went away. And so that's what I did. And so while this was a physically and mentally demanding trip for me with a risk of injury or accident, many of the things that we are doing in life or terrified of doing in life are actually not life or death situations. Think about starting a business or going on a weight loss journey or training for a marathon or anything else that you want to do, changing your careers, having babies. The consequences of failure are often a lot less than what we make them out to be in our minds. For example, I had a business coaching client who once booked a session with me but said she could not take any action until she'd spoken to her supervisor at work and been honest about her plans to build a business in the background. She couldn't even bring herself to do any market research. She could do nothing until that conversation was had. I had a weight loss client who would not start making any progress into changing her habits until after her one week overseas holiday, which was six weeks away. There was no way she would do anything before that. So those are other versions of things that can get in the way. And so to answer the question, when will you be ready? I suspect it's going to be something to do with making a decision that you will commit to something or maybe you need to wait for an event to happen like those last two examples. You'll need to pick a start date and you'll need to find the courage and support you need to take action and get traction with your new venture, whatever it is. This leads me to ask who and what will help you? In my example of the motorbike trip, I mentioned that I was relying on the support of my boyfriend at the time, my own strengths, and my own physical and mental preparation. And the question for you now is what and who will help you on your journey? What are the character strengths that you have that will help you through the difficult parts more easily? What are the strengths and skills that you bring to this project that will ensure your success or at least give you the confidence you need to succeed in some areas. What sorts of mental and or physical preparation will you need to do? Who are the people you need to have rallying around you and helping you to stay motivated, to brainstorm ideas, to download your fears too, and to help you troubleshoot problems as they come up? 
You know, I've never heard of any great success being achieved by one person completely on their own. If you know of a story, then please let me know because I'd be very interested to hear it. So let's talk about these things together and say, well, what is your platform for action? Let's bring these elements together to create that platform. Whatever your project is, whatever the thing is that you wish to do, whatever the big project or change that you're going to make, there are going to be some logistical aspects that you need to complete in order to be prepared. So what are those things? Write a list. Flesh out everything you need to do logistically to start your business, to lose weight, to do a motorbike trip, to change your career, to have a family, to retire, whatever it is, to start a fitness journey. Write the list of all of the things, the logistics of that journey. And now there are going to be some mental or self-confidence aspects that you'll also need to work on before you feel ready to start. What's the decision that you need to make to get started? What do you need to commit to and why? What do you need to believe in advance, even if you have no evidence of it? What's your why? Why do you want to do this so badly? And what does that lead to? Finally, there are strengths and supports that you need to put in place as your backstop to help you to be consistent and persistent, to help you get over the obstacles. What are those strengths that are already innate in you? And how will you draw on them? When will you draw on them? Who are the people who are going to help you? How will they help you? I encourage you to think through these questions and your own questions and write them all down. If there are gaps, if there are things that you don't know, then maybe you need to get help with that area of your life to fill in the gaps. And then you can put all of those logistics and that mental and physical work you need to do and the support networks into a plan with some specific activities that you have scheduled into your calendar. There are a lot of things that you won't be able to schedule, but there are definitely things that you can schedule into your calendar to help you get started and to persist. And then when you've got all of your ducks in a row, you'll finally be prepared and feel ready to take action and get traction. That's how you do it. So to wrap up today's episode, we've really dug into the idea of getting prepared, but behind that, being ready to take action for some major journey in your life. And whether it's your business or your life, you certainly do need to tick a few boxes, but you also need to manage your thoughts and feelings to get support and to make some commitments as to when and how you will take your first steps. Now, a lot of people give up before they even start, even though the consequences of failure are not usually life or death. In fact, the worst that will likely happen to you is an emotion. But if you can just do enough to get started, it might free you up to live and work on purpose and do what you are meant to be doing in the world. If you need help, I invite you to reach out for support. It's exactly the work that we do in the Passion to Profit program. I also do personal coaching around this area or I can refer you to someone who can help for a specific area. 
reach out and get help. Your time is now. It's your life and I encourage you to make the best of it. Thanks for listening today, everyone. I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye for now.